Hi guys, it's great to have you all here once again. Today I have the honor of hosting a friend and one of my leadership mentors, Faith Abiodo, who is focused on developing young leaders in the African space beyond just the political and economic leadership spaces, but in self-leadership development, in the ability to own one skill as a leader. And that's what we're focusing on today, leadership ethics. The same way we have career ethics, professional ethics, the same way leaders must understand that there are guiding principles that lead and dictate how leaders are developed. Enjoy today's episode. Um, good day, everyone. It's great to have you on all again. And today with me is a good friend and a mentor, Faith Abiodun. Faith Abiodun, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's really a privilege to have you on the show. And I really appreciate you making our time. For everyone who needs to know, Faith Abiodun is a leadership coach is a mentor of myself and many other people he runs his own foundation known as future africa focused on building african leaders especially in the economic and political space and today's episode is going to be dealing with something similar you know addressing the leadership deficiency that i've always mentioned in previous episodes and we tag in today's episode leadership ethics how exactly as leaders, should we view the, the act or the profession of leadership? And I just want to ask a few questions from Faith and get his insights into what it means to have a leadership ethic as a person or leadership ethics. What's your opinion on how leaders should have rules to walk by and you know have guiding principles? Well, thanks, thanks for the question, Josh. Um, you know, I think the question of leadership itself is one that has been analyzed for centuries. And for some reason, we still can't get to the root of leadership, what exactly it is and what differentiates it from authority or position making or position having. Why leadership itself requires to be discussed and analyzed as much as this. I've always held that leadership is about responsibility leadership is all about mobilizing people to meet tough challenges it's not just about you know focus on the personal attributes of an individual whether or not they have the right education whether or not they have the ability whether or not they have the right skills all of those are important but they are not unique to the practice of leadership mm-hmm. having a great education doesn't make you a leader Mm-hmm. Being a great communicator doesn't make you a leader, right? So I always want to distinguish between the personal attributes that a person can have and the tools or the positions of leadership, you know, being in positions of influence or positions of authority do not necessarily make a person a leader either. So when you strip those two things out and you focus on the work that leadership itself does, Mm-hmm. The work that leadership does is mobilizing people to meet tough challenges, to address those challenges. And so 
when you're meeting challenges or addressing challenges on behalf of people, people come first, right? So that for me is the first fundamental ethic that a leader needs to have. It's always people first, always doing what is in the absolute best interest of people, whether or not they know what is in their best interest. You're always thinking at the end of the day, we will be analyzed not by our ability to communicate or by the positions we held, but by the work we did, the lives we changed, the people whom we influenced. And so first and foremost, people come first. That's the fundamental principle for me with leadership ethics. Thank you so much for that. I think, I think as you said, it's not about just upbringing or backgrounds or qualifications. And that's the core of our, our talk as a podcast, you know, selfless leadership, service leadership, servant leadership. It's not about what you can offer or it's not about you as a person, but what you can offer the community and society you live in. And, you know, in addressing deficiency of leadership or quality leadership in our society, what do you think can we can count as the root problems that we seem to have, especially in a, a society like Africa or Nigeria to be precise, because in knowing the root problems, we can know how to deal with them. I think the first big challenge is that many of us who are analyzing leadership, we focus first on positions. We look at people with positions of authority and we have just stripped out the focus on positions of authority. Being in a position doesn't make you a leader. And so almost all the time when we define or we discuss leadership, we're thinking about political leaders or business leaders, almost always political leaders. And we're talking about the roles they occupy. And unfortunately, we don't have the greatest tools of selecting people to positions of authority. Politics is extremely broken. And where politics and economics interface is that whoever's got the most money or whoever is able to mobilize the most resources mm -hmm. and whoever is able to capitalize the most on people who are at the bottom of the ladder, mm -hmm. they tend to become the people in positions of authority. It doesn't make them leaders. It simply means that they've usurped uh, a solemn position, which is trust of the people. And they've, mm -hmm. they've usurped that beautiful promise and they've turned it into a space for personal gain. Mm -hmm. So we don't have too many political leaders. We have lots of people in positions of authority, mm -hmm. which doesn't entrust them with leadership and it doesn't make them leaders. So it's a, it's a fairly disappointing point, but uh, we have to admit that people can arrive at positions of authority and demonstrate no leadership ethos. So leadership true. is really about, you know, creating within people or creating with people the capacity to meet the challenges that we face in a changing world, in a challenging world on an ongoing basis. So mm -hmm. we got to look outside politics first of all and ask ourselves, where are people solving problems? There are people who are solving problems at every level of society. There are community leaders, there are business leaders, there are education leaders, there are social leaders, there are you know, military leaders, there are political leaders as well. So at every level of society, there are people who are reaching out to the best in others and helping those people channel their best resources um, mm. for the benefit of society. Many of those you find in the nonprofit sector, as we think about the nonprofit sector, uh, I've begun to actually, you know, I picked up a new definition calling it the beyond profit sector. Mm -hmm. People who aren't just thinking about profit, but are thinking about impact. 
And there you find people who are volunteering at local orphanages, people who are equipping uh, school students to pass examinations when the education system has failed them. You've got people who are providing homes for you know, orphans and underprivileged kids or under-resourced kids. There are lots of leaders at that level. Will those leaders necessarily pursue political avenues to continue demonstrating leadership? No, neither so, do they have to. So we have to look at politics as a career. There are people who mm -hmm. pursue their careers in politics. And yes, they might climb all the way. Many times they don't even climb all the way the ladder in politics. They arrive at positions again because they've got financiers, they've got people who can help them arrive at those positions. And so, yes, there are lots of people who do not embody selflessness and who do not have any leadership ethos whatsoever in them who can arrive to the top in politics. It's the same way someone can become a great banker without having leadership skills. They don't have to, it's a career. So yes, we want political position holders to be people who embody selflessness because there's hardly a space in which can influence the highest number of people at once. True. But so we, true. Have to dis we, have to, we have to dismember those two things and rather look to the leaders in society whom we're able to identify and celebrate for the work that they do, not the positions that they occupy. So true. That is so profound. That is so profound. I, I think this kind of gives us a better way to also have the right mindset to who to even vote for in the first place. It kind of sets, it sets a standard for what to look out for in candidates and you know, community leadership and all that, you, 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 you're, you're challenged to ask yourself the question, this person, is he a career politician or is he an actual leader, a community leader? So thank you so much for that. I mean, in rounding off this session, I just want to know, in your personal experience in building leaders, what can you say, you know, we will say, like I said earlier, the ethics, what are the, the I don't know if you have like a number or a particular um order or habits of great leaders i would just like to know if you have any particular set of habits that you know stand out in building leaders that people need to because some people will tell you that they want to be better leaders than what they see in their society but they don't know what it actually means to be a leader now you've opened my eyes personally to the fact that there's career politics and there's leadership and that yeah. must be mind-blowing to a lot of people so what exactly are the great habits or ethics of a good leader? I'll give you just one. It's called practice. Mm. And, and here's what that means. As we think about leadership in you know, concept with other career paths or other ways of, of having impact in society, I often ask people if I'm in a hall and I've got an audience, I'll ask them, you know, do you play sports? And there'll be lots of people who play sports, maybe basketball, maybe tennis, maybe soccer, whatever kind of sports they play, mm -hmm. or people who play music, or people who have seen exceptional musicians, and you know, they may play the piano, they may play the trumpet, or whatever it is, or the violin. I'll ask them, how long have you been playing the trumpet? How long have you been playing the violin? In some cases, five years, 10 years, some cases longer. I'll ask them if someone is to go on and become a concert pianist, an award-winning musician, or if you're gonna go win an Olympic gold medal in some sport, which means you arrive at the pinnacle of that path 
What does it take to get there? The answer is always the same thing. Lots of practice. A lot of practice. Hours mm. a day. Four hours, mm. five hours, six hours, ten hours, weeks, months, years. And many times you don't become great at your sport. Or you don't become great at your musical endeavor. Why don't we talk, talk about politics or leadership the exact same way? Becoming a great leader is not wanting to be a great leader. It's not having one position of authority. It's not you know, guiding a team of five people to achieve one task and then you declare yourself a leader. It's just constant practice. It's the things you do on a daily basis that help you become better at the craft of identifying challenges in society and accurately diagnosing those challenges for what they are, thinking through the kinds of solutions that might be ideal, identifying the many constituents of people who can be affected one way or the other by whatever pathway you choose to address that challenge, and then mobilizing people to work together to achieve that challenge. And then you evaluate over time if the response was the appropriate response. You do that again and again and again and again in your family, in your street, in your church, in your school, in your neighborhood, in an NGO you establish, in a business, in a club, every avenue possible to demonstrate leadership helps you become better. Luffy, I lost you for a moment. Hello? to improve. You lost me for a moment? Yes, you said every avenue is, you, is an opportunity to become a better leader. That's why I lost you. Yes. All right. What I, what I was saying there is that every possible avenue to practice leadership can help you become a better an impact on society? How do I become a better leader than the versions of what I have seen in society so far? Firstly, you have to understand the society in which you operate. You got to do some research. You got to look around you and really begin to take note of the things you want to, how you want to change them. And then you've got to begin to think about how they can be better. What is that better version that you want to help to bring to life? There is nothing worse than people who step into positions of authority without understanding how things can be done differently, having one or two approaches. Your track record isn't necessarily going to help you address the kinds of challenges you're going to face. There will be new challenges. You've got to have a, a, a framework of attempting to understand here is what has failed, why has it failed, and how do I imagine things might be done different? What will an alternate reality look like if we made it happen? And then what will it take to arrive at that? And also recognizing that you are not going to make it happen simply by yourself. You've got to work with people. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what is well, best important. about people? How do we mobilize that in people? So these are some of my, my approaches. First of all, you've got to recognize 
that it's all about people. It's not about you. It's all about making a difference in society. Positions do not make a leader. And most importantly, practice. At every level you find yourself, be a leader, which means solve a problem. Bring people together to solve problems. The more of that you do, the better you become. Yeah. Thank you so much, Faith. It's like four Ps, you know, people come first. It's not about politics or positions. Practice will always make perfect. And most importantly, problem solving. It means so much to me that you made time out today. And I feel like, you know, one thing that is clear from what I have learned from today is we will always learn to evolve as leaders. We will learn more. Every single conversation, every single moment is a moment to evolve and learn a new thing. Thank you so much, Faith, for making our time. It means a lot to me. Enjoy the rest of your day. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Take care. Bye. Bye.